So please welcome back to another episode of the Fat for Weight Loss Show. Today I am here with Renee and we will get to it right after this. An important food, a healthy food, and a basic food that can be served in more than a hundred different ways. Hello and welcome to the Fat for Weight Loss Show. My name is Aaron and I am your host for today's episode. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, let me introduce myself. Firstly, I am from Australia, if you hadn't already guessed from the accent, and I run a ketogenic food blog called Fat for Weight Loss, found at fatforweightloss.com.au. And the aim of this podcast is to dig into the world of nutrition, fitness, and everything in between. I'm a nutritional therapist and an advanced sports exercise nutritional advisor. However, I'm not a doctor, so I cannot give you any medical advice. This also applies to any guests involved in this show. Please make sure you consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet or medication. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Fat for Weight Loss for delicious keto recipes, meal plan videos, and drool-worthy food photography. So let's get right into it. In today's podcast, it is my pleasure to be interviewing Renee uh, at Run Renee Run over on Instagram, and she's got some really interesting things to talk about. Uh, one, she's super into Star Wars, which is awesome, um, and uh, you know she actually died and then came back to life, um, suffering with a whole bunch of, of problems uh, right before she started the ketogenic diet. So uh, I won't ruin it too much. Um, the podcast is really interesting to listen to, uh, and uh, so let's get right to it. So welcome to uh, this episode. Renee, it's so great to have you here. Um, how's your day been going? Thanks, Aaron. It's um, actually really good. I had a tiny little bit of a sleep in while I didn't train this morning and I've just been cruising. So I'm actually nice and relaxed. Oh, nice. I, I think I did the opposite of that. So I got up really early to go and train. <laughs> <laughs> and and for anyone who's listening, um, it, we, we we have some some laying chickens in the background. So if you are hearing bird noises, it's totally fine. Don't have uh, any sort of worry. It's it's just the chickens. But uh, you know, I, I like to start the podcast with a little bit of a you know something that people don't know about you. And I guess the chickens are a really good segue into that because when I was doing some research online and I typed in your name. I found that you were dressed up in a Star Wars suit. Now, I, I, I'm taking this completely out of context. You probably have much more context about this than I do. Um, so, so you're a big Star Wars fan. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm kind of like a massive Star Wars fan, actually. Um, <laughs> that was actually an interview with a local, um, local um, paper here. Actually, I started oh, i've always been a star wars fan anyway um i'm actually part of the fiber first legion which is an, a worldwide costuming star wars organizational group um basically we dress up in uh, crazy spaceman outfits you know obviously star wars and we do a lot of fundraising for charities and things like that so the the premise is actually charity um charity work behind it the star wars costumes are actually at a very very high standard they're basically set ready so you can actually walk on set with them pretty much so wow. um yeah there's a lot of a lot of detail um that goes into the making of the star wars costumes you can't just go and buy them off the shelf so they've got the same screws that they you know used on the star wars set etc etc so yeah i've got um a stormtrooper uh, a new hope stormtrooper costume and i'm also australia's um captain phasma so i was the first australian captain or Austra the first um captain phasma in australia which is in the new movies Wow. So the one by Gwendolyn Christie. So Oh wow. Yeah. I, I had no idea. I um you know, when someone says they're a Star Wars fan, I'm like, Oh yeah, okay, you've probably seen all the Star Wars movies, but you know, being part <laughs> of the the five oh one or the five hundred first yeah, five oh first Legion. Yeah. Legion. That's amazing. That's yeah. crazy. Um Oh, yeah, I, I have so many friends who would love to pick your brain on yeah. all of them. <laughs> I have, I've actually I, 
I've actually got an Instagram account for her, Aussie Captain Phasma. So, but, oh, really? Yeah, that's, oh, that's, okay. That's, that's a whole, my, my other alter ego. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Well, for anyone who's listening and wants to check out Star Wars, then that go ahead and follow that <laughs> Instagram handle. Um, but uh, that, that's fantastic. I, I, I can't believe that's, you know, a thing which is awesome. Um, and especially working for charity, um, that, that is for such a good cause. But, you know, uh, today on the podcast, we're sort of talking about um, the ketogenic diet and how you got into the ketogenic diet. So what was the transition for you and maybe some of the years leading up to um, being in the keto, you know, starting the ketogenic diet and then now what has that helped you um, do moving forward? Yeah, well, as you said, the years leading up is actually, you know, has actually been years leading up. Um, a bit of my background is I've years and years ago, I was a um, personal trainer and I've got a degree in physiology um, and I did some research in cardiac physiology. So I've got a scientific background um, and um, health promotion and um, and that sort of thing. So I know a lot about the body and how it works and the systems and everything like that because that was pretty much my life for, you know, 15 odd years. Um, I have been, I was a competitive bodybuilder for a while as well, um, which was back in the day before it was popular at the moment. So, and doing that um, has always been a goal. Like I used to live in the gym pretty much um, when I wasn't at work. So, I thought oh, I'll do a bodybuilding comp because it was pretty cool and um, so I obviously did that um, but back in the day it was you know low carb low fat high protein diet you know training you know mm. two three hours a day etc etc um, going into competitions it's extremely restrictive um, and like I was on a thousand calories 10 grams of fat a day that was pretty much it and there was no such thing as like reverse dieting like there is these days. So in a nutshell, it screwed up my system. Um, basically, a little bit of adrenal fatigue and, you know, once you get so lean and cut, you go back eating, you know, <laughs> like you do and you pack all the weight on. And then I did another competition. So it was just a little, little bit of um, yo-yo dieting from extreme levels for, for about two, three years. Anyway, and then I thought, oh, no, that's enough. I've done that. I'll fix my system up. Um, unfortunately, in that time frame, um, when I was trying to fix my body up and, you know, get better, I had basically, I call it my six months of hell, which was pretty much, I think, five, six years ago. Um, I was made redundant. Um, I worked for Queensland Health, and um, after 15 years, I was made redundant. Our whole discipline across the state was abolished. Um, so there was no sort of jobs for me basically in my level and what my background was so the 2nd of December I was made redundant 2nd of January where everything changed my life literally changed overnight um, I got um, meningitis and I ended up in ICU um, my heart actually stopped and they obviously brought me back um, yeah so I was in ICU for a while so that was the 2nd of January extremely extremely sick lucky to be here then the next month, I broke up with my partner at the time um, when I just got out of hospital. Um, the next month, you know, it was just crazy. My cat got hit by a car and he lost his leg, he got it amputated. And, you know, the next it was just continual from December, January, February, March, April. There was this stupid catastrophic events that's happening in my in my um in my life so I was still trying to recover during this time from meningitis but also still trying to get a job because like I was I was unemployed obviously but luckily I had my redundancy that I was living on still trying to get a job and getting knockbacks um, because I was overqualified um, or at the high level not qualified enough across the country so it was just this physical and mental beatdown of my system um, and during this time, obviously, I was on a lot of medication, prednisone being one of them, which, you know, you just pack the weight on with that mm. and some other things. Um, so from January, from December to pretty much June, yeah, my life was just sitting in my room, lying in bed in agony with migraines, crying on the floor, having anxiety attacks, um, just trying to get better, trying to train again, but then realizing I can't because I couldn't even walk 50 meters. Yet, you know, six months beforehand, I was running 10Ks a day and going to the gym twice a day. And yeah, so it was, 
yeah, it was a pretty, it's a pretty hard time for me. Extreme amount of stress. Um, and uh, yeah, the anxiety attacks were something crazy actually. And it was only brought on by the stress and my whole life changing. Mm-hmm. So um, come June, I was sort of at a point where um, I was still quite sick and I made the decision, obviously, because I didn't have a job still, um, even though I was like extremely qualified. Um, and I just, we decided with my, my parents that I'd move home um, and take over our family business, which means I had to go back to uni to do yet another degree. <laughs> so mm, yeah. it's my fourth degree, but it just had to be done. So, you know, June, I moved um, to Mackay, 40 years old, moving back in with your parents is a bit sad, <laughs> but it had to be done. So you know, for my career, for my health, and, you know, obviously for finances as well. So, yeah. So come June and July, I started to embark on a whole new life, which um, sort of had its own issues in itself because at that time I buried myself into my study, into my work, trying to, you know, get my health back on on, on track. Um which was extremely difficult for me because having been so athletic all my life, you know, going out for a 1K walk would just kill me. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so there's a massive amount of st- um, stress in my life, um, adrenal fatigue, cortisol was through the roof, my hormones were completely off balance. And so that was about five, five six years ago. And then in that time between then and before I started keto, which was at the beginning of this year, so about five years, it was just this cycle of one day I'd feel good, the next day, you know, I'd be sick and I'd be fatigued and I'd be struggling just to get out of bed. And over the the past like five years, I've had pneumonia six times, I've had the flu, I've had shingles, I've had whooping cough, constant migraines, um, you know, just vomiting dizziness out of nowhere um, and suffering major insomnia, which I was before. Um, But yeah, so it was just this cycle. I was just trying to like get on with my life and start a new leaf and go back training. And it was just that that balance. I couldn't find that balance. And, you know, putting my, my personal training hat back on, I was like, okay, well, I'm doing everything right. I'm training properly. Um, I hope you can't hear those chickens. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um, yeah, so I was training. I was doing like, you know, dieting properly and I was increasing my fat levels. So I made sure I had enough just to support my, my hormonal system. Nothing was working. I was just like getting fatter and fatter and getting sicker and getting put on prednisone, which, you know, continues that cycle. So, yeah, I ended up being um, diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, um, fibromyalgia and um, adrenal fatigue or basically adrenal shutdown. So my cortisol levels were through the roof so much that it just shut my system down. Right, right. Yeah. So and my doctor wanted to put me on some um, SSRIs, which is basically um, antidepressants. And I mm-hmm. said, no, <laughs> I know I probably am depressed, but, you know, there's other ways to, to fix this, mm. which is nutrition and training. Um, so this was around about Christmas time, um, uh, last year, yeah, Christmas time last year, I was sort of at my wit's end, like my thyroid wasn't sort of working properly, you know, I had massive gut issues, you know, I was craving sugar, but I was training and it's just this crazy, crazy cycle of I'm doing the right thing, but nothing is actually working, I'm actually putting on weight, so I normally hover around. 70 kilos and I got up to 100 kilos which mm. I'm, I'm fairly tall for a female but everyone says oh you don't look like you're 100 kilos but I was mm. um, I got some photos to prove it <laughs> but um, for, um, going back to my bodybuilding days I had heard about keto and did actually try a little bit of it but I didn't really do any reading there wasn't as much out there because this was like you know, eight nine years ago mm. and being classically bodybuild trained, you know, fat is really bad. So, and you know, if I eat fat, I'm going to put on fat. So I had that mindset. But then um, listening to a few podcasts and um, doing some extra research myself, I came across keto again. I was like, okay. And I was at the point where I was just, there was nothing, nothing working. And I'm like, well, it's not going to do me any worse. 
um, it's not going to harm my system anymore that it's already is it can't shut it down anymore so I thought right okay so I did some research binged everything keto for a whole week and um, in February started right off the bat and have never looked back since so yeah so that was my story well, leading up to to keto <laughs> yeah yeah so so there's there's quite a lot of um you know background there so essentially yeah. you you died and came back to life yeah um, uh, which is which is crazy to to think about um yeah. and uh you know and so what did keto look like for you when you started in February or I guess you know when you started reading in January and and like most people they just start right away and then try and you know uh, manipulate the things along the way that sort of helped them and so what what have you found that's really helped you um, you know since since the start of the year until now to to you know sort of try and rectify uh, all of these things and has it been able to rectify some of the chronic fatigue and uh, all of those issues that you were talking about before? Yeah, um, I'm I'm a I'm a nerd basically. I love doing reading, and if I'm doing something, I commit to it 100% pretty much. So, and because I, I've always tracked my macros, um, mm. I find that's easy for me um, because I've always been aware of you know what is in foods. Like I can. Look at a food and know exactly what the the macro composition of that is so i'm lucky i've had that history um so i went okay it's you know 80 um it's, you know, 75 25 you know five that's the macro ratios and i'm like i started just from that day and i was like okay i just tracked everything made sure that i was literally 100 percent on those macros and i was for yeah a good six months mm. and I didn't have any keto flu because I did my research knowing you know you have to increase I'm a big water drinker anyway I drink like four liters of water a day so I've always done <laughs> <Wow>. that yes <laughs> that's just I've always done that but um you making sure that you had enough magnesium potassium and sodium so I didn't have any keto flu didn't have any symptoms like that at all so I was waiting for it I was like I'm, I'm waiting for this big like you know massive fall and from that day um i haven't had one migraine i haven't had one headache i haven't it was like literally three or four weeks down the track i woke up in the morning and i was like my knees aren't sore like normally i'd get out of bed and they'd be sore after i did a run the previous day and it's like my knees aren't sore and i was like oh, that's weird and then i yeah sort of realized that i was feeling good and this mental the mental clarity that people think about talk about it was it was real i was like wow it's, it was bizarre and it just basically went from switch from eating carbs to switch eating fats and my body loved it. Wow. And, you know, within six months I dropped the 20 kilos. Um, as I said, I haven't, I haven't been sick, I haven't had the flu, haven't had any of my, my symptoms, you know, beforehand and, yeah, feeling great. Yeah, that's awesome. Kind of, kind of scary and waiting for something to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like most people yeah. who are on the ketogenic diet, they they do this uh, macronutrient change, and then they sit there and they go, "Why is this so good?" And uh, I just recently came back from the low carb conference, and um, sorry, the low carb down under conference, and there was a lot of doctors talking about the ketogenic diet and sort of comparing it to medication and you know the efficacy of medication and how effective it is for 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 some people. But then they were saying, "Okay, if we switch people's diet, they actually." get a 50% um, decrease in all of their symptoms of 50 like you know medication can't do that and, exactly. and so simply by switching your diet you can actually have a really really big impact on your overall health so so what you know now that uh, and as you were saying before you, you're sort of waiting for something bad to happen but I think everyone is because it, it is fantastic and it helps so many people be able to come back to a normal homeostasis and have just a, a regular everyday life and so what what are the goals moving forward for you now because I know that you've also um, you know you've uh, taken up running again and, and so you recently did a half marathon um, can you tell us a little bit about that experience and then I guess what 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 is for you moving forward yeah so I did the half marathon which was absolutely crazy because you know thinking this time last year I would never have done a half marathon I would have I'd like it's always goals to actually do those sorts of things because I like to push myself out of my limits totally um, but I wouldn't have been capable of doing it um, and I wouldn't have done it if I wasn't keto, that's for sure. 
Um, yes, I've always run. I basically, uh, when I was a child, I hated running. I was always a swimmer. I was a national level swimmer, so um, I was always in the water, and I hated running. But I somehow developed this love for running, and I don't even know when it started. Probably about ten years ago, just doing some sort of cardio, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah. So I I was going to do an eight k run, um, the Mackay Marina run, and then I got to a point. I think it was about a month after I started keto. I was like, oh, I feel really good. I'm not, you know, hurting in the mornings. And then I decided to increase a little bit more every week, a kh more. And then I went and did a 12k run, fat adapted. You know, obviously just taking water with me. Mm. And I felt really good the next day because I thought, oh, I'm going to hurt so much. And I felt great the next day. I'm like, this is weird. My knees aren't hurting. So I'm like, well, I've got a time frame, and so let's set a goal. And then I decided, okay, well, I'll set the goal for the Gold Coast Half Marathon because it actually landed on my birthday. So I thought, no, that's it. That's going to be, you know, my big goal. So, yeah, I just started training. Um, and then I did, obviously, the, the Half Marathon in Mackay and had my goals, hit my goals 100%. I'm not a fast runner by any means. No, Mindy, but it's fine. <laughs> so, so, it's just, you know, I'm consistent. So, yeah, so I just went out and it uh, it was bizarre. I did like an 18K run. I think it was my longest run was 18Ks. Next day, no issues whatsoever. I did take a fat bomb with me and obviously my electrolytes, but I didn't use them, didn't need them. Mm. Um, yeah, so then I was, uh, unfortunately I had to pull out of the Gold Coast because of work-related um, stuff. Mm. And um, yeah, but I, I completed my half marathon. It was my first half marathon since 2003. Oh, that's and, fantastic. Yeah, even though it was slower, but yeah. I'm 15 years older than what I was back then. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, but uh, yeah, I, I was absolutely blown away and, you know, so proud of myself for actually being able to do it and being at a point where I was healthy enough to actually do it, which was even the, the, the you know, the more beneficial thing for me totally mm. so and, and it's interesting you say that um you know uh, you were doing it slightly slower than you were 15 years ago but i have a question for you how much healthier do you feel now than you did 15 years ago and you know doing the same style of running i guess yeah well 15 years ago i was actually doing half um half ironman so i probably i was well i probably was um i'm healthier now physically mm. um yeah than what i was i'm obviously much fitter much leaner but being really lean actually comes with its own complications mm. and also the diet restriction but you know I, I i feel fantastic and yeah that's from you know from keto on from february it's it's just been an amazing ride that's this episode is brought to you by the complete keto diet have a think about this for a second how long will it take you to reach your health goals is it four weeks is it three months is it six months is it a year maybe you don't need to lose weight but you're struggling with the whole lifestyle thing that everyone keeps talking about who is going to be around long enough or be committed enough to you to help you achieve your health goals that answer is me I created the Complete Keto Diet specifically to help 10,000 people achieve their health goals over the next five years. That means I'm there for you in the beginning, through the plateaus, and the maintenance of your journey towards better health. But why 10,000 people? Well, simply put, I want to bring you the most actionable and realistic ways to get your health right using the ketogenic diet. But I also want to make sure that everyone succeeds and nobody gets left behind. Your name is very important to me. So how does it all work? Well, this is done with a ketogenic meal plan that is sent to your inbox every single week. You might have seen some of my YouTube meal plan videos on creating simple ketogenic meal plans, which are getting very close now to a million views alone. The advantage of my meal plans over others is that you are given simple recipes with simple ingredients with a great variety of food. You won't be eating the same meal every day and best of all I include substitutions for dairy-free, nut-free and other types of allergens. Plus all of the ratios are calculated for you. You'll be saving money with shopping lists that only include the items that you actually need. 
Not only does it come with weekly meal plans, but we do a weekly coaching session with everyone so that you can get your answers solved right away. You also get exclusive tools and resources, exclusive deals on all your favorite keto-friendly products that will probably save you more money than you think, plus a community of people to help you always succeed and keep you accountable every single step of the way. Sustainability is the key to long-term success with the ketogenic diet. I am not here to help you drop as much weight as possible in a three-month period. I am here for life. If you think this is what you've been looking for, I offer a seven-day free trial for anyone who is looking to see if it's the right fit for them. I offer steep discounts for six-month and yearly memberships that include one-on-one sessions with me as well, so you'll always have the answers. Head on over to www.completeketodiet.com and enter the code PODCAST to receive 15% off the membership. Oh, and did I mention that everything is in Australian dollars? Hurrah! Go to www.completeketodiet.com and enter the code PODCAST to start moving towards your health goals today. Fantastic. And so, so for you, what does a normal day of eating look like? Because, uh, you know, for, for most people that can be quite different. And I think the, the big thing for Australians is that... Um, you know, we don't have as many accesses to, oh, so we don't, we don't have as much access to keto products or, um, you know, packaged keto foods that are quick and easy to grab at the shops. Um, and, and, and so I, I sort of look at, at that as a good thing because you're then restricted yes. to eating whole foods, <laughs> which is um, ultimately what, where you, where you want to be. And so what, what does a normal day of eating look like for you? And then uh, how did that change over, over this year? Well, um, that whole field is just, yeah, the, the keto products. Um, I steer clear of anything packaged. When I was competing in bodybuilding, it was always like, yeah, all the, add all the sweeteners and add all those things mm. to make it palatable and, you know, to feed that sugar craving. But those sweeteners, Ace K, that insorbitol and, um, you know, sucralose, they are so bad for your system, <laughs> like really, mm, really yeah. bad. Um, so, yes, I used to, you know, you know, have them all the time. Um, but they, you know, screw up your gut health basically as well. So, and, you know, they do have the same insulin spikes um, as well as normal sugar does. So, but, um, yeah, going keto, strictly removed all um, the sweetness from my pantry, yep. everything, like even like the protein powders. I, you know, I was, I'm always reading the labels to see what is actually in there. So if it's got any kind of sweetener, except for stevia and erythritol, which I cook with a little bit, but I don't do mm. very many sweet stuff um, because for me it's a trigger. If I have sweet stuff, I yeah. want to eat all the lollies and all the sweet stuff and ice cream and everything. So um, so I just remove those triggers and I know what triggers me. So, And also for those added health benefits as well. Um, yes, yeah, so... <laughs> A day's eating is I do intermittent fasting, which has just come naturally for um, for me doing keto because I wake up, I'm not hungry. I'll have my long black with um, my um, coconut oil or MCT oil um, and that'll last me till about 12 o'clock depending on how, how long my intermittent fasting is and then it's actually quite random. It just depends. Um, obviously, I always have a fresh supply of eggs. Um, <laughs> one, yep. It's being, being laid right at this very second. Yep. So you might be able to hear. <laughs> God, they're so loud some of these. It's going to um, make for an awesome podcast. I really like it. I this. know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even yell at them to show <laughs> So, but it's... Uh, it's Every day is different. Um, at, the, at the beginning, I was quite strict. I always had, um, you know, obviously a protein and greens. Mm. Um, I didn't have any like the the um, mug cakes or anything like that. I had my first mug cake, I think, in July. <laughs> but I actually it was very strict with eating whole foods such as like, you know, eggs, bacon, obviously my almond butter, which I'm addicted to, which I've sort of taken myself uh, yeah. off that for the moment. Oh. I haven't had any. Yes, I'm just... <laughs> really? What? Yeah, I haven't had any since I think Saturday. Oh, so, okay. Okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I've been allowing myself to eat a little bit more and it's just not good for me because I just eat 
a half a tub. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and trying to be fairly strict with my, my macro ratio at the moment as well. So, but yeah, it's, it's everything from like salmon. Um, I'm trying to implement a little bit more sardines. Obviously, always have greens um, every Every meal I have greens, I have fresh herbs, so I just chop a whole heap of those up because they have their own medicinal properties in mm. them as well. Mm. So um, coffee, I have two coffees a day and I drink a bucket load of water. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just a, a variety of, of greens and, and proteins and obviously in my fats. Um, I do have some fat bombs that I make if I need to. Um, but it's it, I have no specific... Um, what I eat every day because I'm sort of allowing myself to look at my macros because I'm used to actually knowing what's in food and I have like you know 20 grams of protein left at night and 10 grams of fat okay what can I have with that so yeah that's for me that is um, allowing myself that flexibility because I've been on strict diets where you know you eat the same thing for 16 weeks Mm. day in day out Um, so it's a good um, sort of different program for me to actually eat and for me it's easy to actually eat that way yeah yeah i think uh, it's 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 good when you know uh what it looks like and then you can sort of um, make changes as you go because uh, when i i remember when i first started the ketogenic diet i'd have to weigh everything i'd i'd have the little kitchen scales get it for five bucks from kmart oh (laughs) Um, i I still weigh everything i still weigh everything so i know exactly yeah even even at work i have my scales in there and it's like okay i've got i'm allowed to have 25 grams of cheese right okay yeah yeah okay Mm. so so i i've i've taken away the scales for me personally but um you know for some people it is really helpful but but what i used to do was is that i would just eat too much food because i had no idea what it looked like so what i did was i i measured everything for you know a week or two weeks and started getting a much better idea of what was actually necessary and so um for me i i started with eating way too much protein uh not enough fat and the 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 carbs would creep in um and i think that's probably a common problem for most people uh have you have you come across any problems um for you with the ketogenic diet and how have you been able to rectify them now i'm not sure whether you have at all i I just um you know for some people they may have had something with the ketogenic diet that they've just had to um refine over over a little bit of time uh to to suit you as opposed to um you know just looking on instagram seeing what people make trying to do the same thing and realizing that it doesn't actually work for you yeah, um, I was probably more strict keto in the, the first six months, actually. Mm. <laughs> um, and then come July, because I'm an accountant, so like I work like 14-hour days, pretty much seven days a week because it's our own family business. Yep. <laughs> um, and I did, because I was at a point where I was feeling fantastic. I'm like, okay, maybe it's like just add in a couple of carbs just to see. Um, obviously, those couple of carbs were ice cream. Unfortunately, it wasn't a, a good, mm. <laughs> it wasn't a good choice of carbs, but I wanted it and I allowed myself to actually have that, which is actually important for people. Mm. If they do things like that, not to beat themselves up, oh, I've fallen off the wagon, I failed. It, it's not. I mean, your body will, will swap in and swap out and change. It's just okay. Well, don't make a habit of it if you're wanting to be keto. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed my ice cream and from that sort of week i had i had a little bit of a week where i was just um of course obviously being so fatigued and tired and yes i have my meals all prepped in the fridge and everything like that but i was being a bit lazy and i was just seeing how my body responds as well mm. so after a week of you know having a bit of ice cream and um mum made me a cheese toasty and things like that i was like yeah this is not good for my system yeah yeah, S- yeah stomach issues straight away and so I was, you know, had to sort of go back and go, okay, well, and then I thought, okay, well, I'm going to see if I can do this intuitively because um, a lot of people, you know, they, they do keto intuitively mm. and I was finding with that way I was actually eating more and I was actually getting more hungry. <laughs> so for me, I've now gone back in the last couple of weeks to obviously being strict with myself but for me, being strict with myself is my familiar. That's what I'm used to. It's easy for me to track. It's easy for me to measure out things like that. So that's what I found is my keto style. Mm. Um, and I know other people, they just can't weigh things. They think it's you know very inconvenient and it's too hard for them and too hard to track and everything. But for me, that's what works. Mm. So, and I do always stick to the, you know, the 75, 80, 25 um, ratios. And I found that 
when I was eating intuitively, yes, I was eating half a tin of um, half a tub of almond butter because <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> I was allowing myself to like, you know, <laughs> to do that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I enjoyed it. I didn't beat myself up. It was like I'm testing my system to see what works for me. This and, you know, obviously I found out that, you know, I, I do prefer to being more strict with myself, which is, is easier for me. Mm. Um, which is quite funny because everyone goes, oh, it's so hard to track. And I'm like, oh, gosh, it's just easy. It's just you easier, know? yeah. Just, yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. You, you bring up a point that a lot of people sometimes glaze over is that, you know, trying to stick to a ketogenic ratio when, in fact, you should be uh, trying to figure out what works for you. And so, um, you know, ha- having those traits and having those, um, you know, being able to measure things uh, gives you a certain amount of control. And also it, ge- it eliminates the... Um, anxiety around any anything that may be outside of that and so for you that's so much easier and and and, you know vice versa for some people um having having too much control over what they eat uh can can backfire and so you know understanding that everyone's different and understanding um and finding your keto or your way of eating uh is is possibly the most beneficial thing that you know you'll ever be able to discover um and i know for me uh there's a few key foods that i know will trigger um you know food cravings or they will trigger uh maybe a carb binge of some sort and and i and i know to avoid those initially um and so, you know, what were, what were some of the reasons that you've been able to um, cut out the almond butter? Because I know, I know um, uh, a lot of people talk about almond butter and they say, you know, it never really ends with one tablespoon. It always ends with five. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with that because I, I was making almond butter and, uh, you know, all sorts of almond butters when I was running because um, I needed the extra calories. But, uh, it, yeah, it just sort of gets out of hand. Is that something that you found as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I, I found like it's just the basic Coles Macro brand and I don't know what it is. I've tasted all the other ones, but this one, I don't know if it's the texture, but it's just the bomb for me. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, in the first six months, I was fine. I was like, but you know what I used to do? I used to get a slice of butter and then I'd get a spoon a teaspoon of almond butter and put the almond butter on the slice of butter and eat (laughs) yum that sounds so good (laughs) and i remember sitting back one day i used to put and also put some salt on top as well some um, himalayan sea salt and i I sat there one day and went oh my god what have i turned into (laughs) because when i was bodybuilding i craved butter I absolutely craved butter like crazy, obviously because my fat was literally 10 to 15 grams per day, which is outstanding. Like, you know, I just think, my God, no wonder my hormones were out of whack Mm. because I had no fats to actually make the hormones. So, yeah, I'm sort of like sitting there going and I'm like, oh, I just want to send this photo to my coach. (laughs) (laughs) And at at the time, in that 10 10 grams of fat, I know a lot of bodybuilders tend to take a lot of fish oil. Was that included in that as well? That was included fish oil so i'd have like three to six capsules a day which is one milligram so yeah yeah, the only other fat i would have would be out of um chicken breast which obviously has a little bit of fat and i wasn't allowed i was only allowed red meat once a week Um, obviously had to be lean and everything like that yeah so so no pork belly no crackling and yeah Yeah. so like my god (laughs) (laughs) it's funny how the tables turn exactly and the tables turn exactly i was dead set against keto um, back in the day because obviously being classically trained um, in Queensland health, you know, with with health promotion and my background in, you know, personal training, the pyramid, you know, you don't have all those fats, you don't have those saturated fats. And sort of it was very difficult that first week when I was doing my research to say, yes, I have to eat all this fat. Mm. And it was just this mindset change that I had to actually do and you know having a big tablespoon of peanut butter which i actually used to do every now and then as a cheat when i was bodybuilding it was just i and it just yeah it was actually crazy to think that i was like cheating having some peanut butter yeah and and, and butter and now i'm just like you know yeah great (laughs) butter with peanut butter (laughs) yeah it's it's, it was this complete mind shift because of so many years of being you know the pyramid style of of you know nutrition Mm. 
mm. having to flip that on its head. And But it was actually, in a way, it was like, yeah, I'm secretly being really naughty here and I loved it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah that's funny. <laughs> so, but I totally embraced it. And what, that was one of the key things. Like, you know, if you're going to do it, you've got to do it. And that's what I do if I'm going to do it. I had to do it 100%. So, from that day, it was 80% fat. Yeah, yeah. And um, the weight just was falling off me. And I'm, I live next door to my parents now with our other house. And mum, every morning, she was like, you've lost more weight. You've, you've got to start eating more. Yeah. And like, you know, I was eating 1,800 calories. And, I was, you know, I was, I was still eating quite a substantial amount of food. But she was saying it's, she can see it daily just falling off me. Wow, so, that's incredible. Yeah. And I guess like um, there, there may have been a whole bunch of uh, insulin resistance that was part of that. That's um, uh, a massive amount. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I think the one thing that, you know, uh, being a classically trained nutritionist and, and uh, you know, being a keto advocate, the one thing that we probably both can agree about is that uh, sugar is really bad. And, oh, sugar is yeah, bad. and it's the it's the enemy, right? And so when when you have an excess amount of carbohydrates, which turns into sugar in your body, um, it's just yeah, it's like sort of the same thing. But uh, yeah. yeah, insulin is is a, a very big master switch that you can flip on the ketogenic diet, and yeah, uh, yeah. and and ultimately. Um, you know, losing that weight is is being able to flip that master switch to to be able to burn your own body fat, uh, which is yeah, it's so awesome. Um, but you know, to towards the end of the podcast, I like to talk about uh, a few small things like a rapid rapid round robin. I, I I just don't have a name for this yet. Maybe maybe this is going to be something where I just never find a name for it, and it's just going to be funny every time I bring it up because I'll have to see <laughs> make up some silly name. But um, you know, the first question is, what is your favorite uh, keto food? And and I I probably already know this, uh, you know, now, but yeah. is there something that, <laughs> that you, you can't live without? Um, almond butter. <laughs> 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 and I've lived like, what, three days without it and I'm about to, yeah. Yes, um, almond butter. It's, yeah, almond butter. And, and actually probably, well, that combo of the almond butter with the butter, that's just uh, delightful, oh, yeah, really. So good. I, I love almond butter with with way more salt than, than there should yeah. be. I think for me, yeah. like when I was a, a, an endurance cyclist, um, yeah. I would always just crave salt like crazy. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I think maybe that's a remnant of that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, on that, when I used to do um, 100K plus cycles, when I was cause training for um, half Ironmans, mm. you'd have to go do like, you know, five-hour rides. Um, I actually used to take salt with me and actually just have, I, I just, yeah, I've always eaten salt and I love salt. Yep. So I've always just crack it in my hand and like have a little bit of it and people used to look at me going, what the heck? <laughs> You're sitting at the yeah. cafe afterwards just shaking salt Yeah, into yeah, your hand. just shaking it. Yeah. yeah, I know, <laughs> I, I do. do I've too. always <laughs> done that. Yeah. And that was before I was like fat adapted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too actually, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I used to train now being not fat adapted. It's like, you know, you've got to take bananas with you and the jam sandwiches on your ride and your back pocket. Yeah. It's like, and it all turns oh. to mush by the time you eat it and it's just... Oh. I know, but it still tastes I, so I'm, good. Unless it's in a small little packet that's that's cost you yeah. five dollars every time. <laughs> you yeah. Need to aim, yeah, I know. Um, and so I don't, I don't know how I did it. In contrast, what is your least favorite keto food? Um, awful. Oh yeah, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, organ meat. <laughs> Awful is awful. The organ meats. I'm. I'm still. I, I totally understand the benefits of it, and including your keto diet or any diet, in fact. Mm. I'm still yet to. Um, yeah, <laughs> yet to eat some. Obviously, I've bought the chicken liver, um, chicken livers and stuff like that. But um, um, I actually feed the livers to my chickens because I get beautiful eggs with them. My dog and my cat. Ah. So they've they've ended up eating. Yeah, because it's great protein for them as well. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's good, good for everybody. Good source of nutrients in that too. Yeah, um, yeah. I've I've always I've always um, you know wanted to find the organic chicken livers um, because I know that chicken livers like especially for uh, chickens that have been kept in a small cage and you know been fed God knows what uh, yes. all of that stuff is just going go passing through their liver and then they yeah. sell you this two dollar box of chicken livers that yeah. are from the you know cage egg chickens and you're like i i don't know about what that. is actually yeah. That? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i know yeah so, yeah, so i i do actually go to my butcher and get some some good ones so i've actually got a really yeah. good butcher that's opened here in mckay of all places it's it's a, yeah it's amazing like we don't have the access to all the 
the fantastic stuff down in the, in the capitals like Brisbane, Sydney, like you guys do. We're a little bit limited here, but as I said, I make do with going to the farmers markets as much as I possibly can. But um, mm. yeah. Oh, I mean. But yes, chicken livers. Yeah. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> like oh, they love it. Yeah. Um, and and so, w- what is your uh, most favorite exercise, and maybe something that you find particularly effective on the ketogenic diet? Um, as I said, running, um, as I've, I was a national swimmer, so I've always swum. I love swimming. I love being in the water and I hated running, but I've developed this love for running and I don't know where it's come from. As I said, I'm a slow runner, but I really enjoy it. And I think it's that mental, I like to push myself, um, as hard as I possibly can, which is great when you've got chronic fatigue syndrome as well and trying <laughs> yeah. to recover. It's just like, yeah, I've just, I've, I'm this sort of like, you know, type A personality. It has to be the best of everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's really, it was really difficult to sort of not being able to walk 50 meters mm. yet, you know, three weeks ago I was running like 10 Ks. But yeah, so I've, I've developed that and I've, I've progressed that as I possibly can. And, um, yeah, so running, um, and I think it's pretty much obviously for the the, the calorie burn, but also the mental clarity. Like yeah. I put my I put my earbuds in, and I, I'm off, and I take my dog, and it's just our, you know, it's just our time together. And she's the most happiest border collie ever, um, but she is actually a bit of a barrel border collie, unfortunately. My old boy, who is 16, he actually ran some half marathon training wow. sessions with me. So yeah, he used to run all the time with me when I was um, training for the half Ironman. He was always running with me. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. He was he was lean, but but chilly. She's a little bit tubby, <laughs> <laughs> so so she only goes five k's. So. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After that, yeah. you know, it gets a little bit hard because if you have to pick yeah. them up and you know run with them, yeah. it, it just gets too hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, she's she's not really the lightest. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, you know, um, in contrast to that, what is your least favorite exercise or something that you don't think is particularly helpful? Um, my least, it's not an exercise, but it is something that is critical if you exercise is foam rolling. Mm. Um, oh yeah, good answer. <laughs> I it it hurts so much, but it is so beneficial. But it's my least favorite thing to actually do. Yeah. Um, I tend to I tend to start rolling and then I like roll and end up watching TV with it underneath yep. my head. So <laughs> yeah, I yeah I I have this goal of doing it once a week, and you know even if it's one minute or two minutes. It's it's a start, so yeah, I'm normally in a lot of pain. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, foam rolling. Yeah, I I, yeah. I developed a love for it, and I I got one of the ones with the big old spikes on it. The spikes, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so I, I totally agree with you. It, it does hurt, but mm. um, I think that it feels good. Yeah. It feels really really good. Yeah. And I've got a golf ball that I use as well. And then I end up like rolling the ball down the hallway with chili. But yeah, I yes yeah. It it really really hurts, but it's my least favorite thing to do because it, it really yeah. hurts. <laughs> Yeah, um, and also I love rowing, like rowing oh, yeah. on Concept Two. Fantastic, yeah. absolutely fantastic. Oh, you so. and Danny Vega would get along. I know. Well, <laughs> he got me onto the app, and I was like, "My God, how did I not know about this?" So, and it's you only need to do like five minutes, and you're dead. Yeah, that's so, it's it's an incredible yeah. workout because um, you know a, a lot of cyclists uh, used to come from rowing, and I thought, isn't rowing upper body? But no, in fact, like yeah, they have huge legs. leg muscles, and uh, to yep. to to be a, a cyclist from after becoming a rower, watch out. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I've got I've got powerful quads too, so I've always and I've got broad back from swimming, so and a very strong back, so yeah, um, yeah, I, I do really enjoy rowing, mm. but it kills. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and uh, and so, do you have uh, well outside of prescription medication? Are you taking any supplements that are helping you with the ketogenic diet? Um. Not supplements with the ketogenic diet, but supplements in general yeah. um, for my overall health, which is um, I take um, ATP Science Gut Right, Multifood and Resilience. Um, at the moment, because I've just had my um, adrenocortex um, test done and it's better than what it was. So I'm actually in still in a little bit of adrenal fatigue. So I'm taking um, uh, a product for them, which is Court RX, which is um, they're all natural based and it's supposed to, it's a, an adaptogenic um, product that is 
um, supports your adrenal system. So I'm back on that mm. after having my last test um, because obviously being in complete adrenal fatigue, um, yeah, my, my cortisol wasn't doing the initial spike in the morning and then petering off. It was just like I'm right on the low side. Right, okay. So I'm just do, having that for the next four weeks just to pick it up a little bit and then I'll do another test. But it's um, gut right, obviously it's a mod biotic. It, um, it um, yeah, protects and helps your, your gut flora. Yep. Um, and multi-food and resilience, they support your immune system and also your overall health. So um, they're natural, natural products from um, ATP Science and that's pretty much all I take besides a bucket load of water and <laughs> caffeine a day, yep. two, two cups of caffeine a and day. So ATP yep. Science, they also have a podcast as well. I think you mentioned when we did the they, Instagram Live, is that right? Yeah, they have fantastic a lot of information um, on their podcast, and they've got a YouTube channel as well. Oh, yeah, and okay, yeah. Matt's Matt's actually um, from Mackay. Um, I was at Surf Life Saving with his with his sisters. Um, oh, no way. oh no way! Yeah, yeah. So, and he's actually a naturopath and a brilliant, brilliant brain. And um, Matt, Steve, and Jeff, um, they have podcasts on anything to do with overall health and they are absolutely really really funny as well so <laughs> that's probably my my second favorite podcast besides fact oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I know that's funny but it's not true <laughs> um and and so uh, do you have any books or videos that have recently inspired you um you know we talked a little bit about the atp science which uh, and and th those uh, their supplements are in the um, the chemist down the road for me and I saw them after talking to you I was oh, like cool. ah, I'm gonna have to try these so yeah I'm, I'm definitely gonna yeah. have to try some of this stuff but do you have any books or videos that have recently inspired you um I tend to read a lot of boring accounting um rules and legislation and that sort of stuff continually throughout the year so I tend to and also um my other reading is all about you know what health benefits of you know whatever and also you know PubMed journals mm. so that's that's my extent yeah. of reading I am kind of reading a book at the moment it's called Unf Yourself um, it's sort of like a little funny self-help book yeah. they're the ones that I sort of read at the moment but um, um, yeah because I'm, I'm reading every day boring um, yeah boring accounting <laughs> type accounting type legislation and trying to decipher that i try not to i'm, I'm trying to get a lot i, I get my information from podcasts i think mm, at the moment yeah. because i can i can run and listen to them or i can drive in the car and listen to them or i can do like checking at work and listen to them as well rather than but i do tend to do five to ten minutes of reading before i go to bed and which is at the moment it's a couple of journal articles um, I've actually got to read and um, funnily enough, I've gone back to my old university physiology textbook to do a bit of oh, you know, cool. yeah. background basic reading, like, you know, go back to the basics, which is for me going through this keto journey, I'm like, and like listening to Matt and Jeff on the ATP podcast, I'm like going, how did I not pick this up? This is like my bread and butter. Mm. Like this is, and how did I not yeah pick that up which is crazy but you know when you're trying to train yourself and you know sort of not self-diagnose but work out your own issues it's a bit hard to sort of separate yourself from that yeah totally and and uh, I, I was talking to my mum recently actually and she was saying how she's been getting some help and she's she's uh, trained in uh, naturopathy and a whole bunch yep. of science and whatever and she she says that she partners with um, these these health professionals because um, you know you you don't want to give them all the power, but I guess, you know, you've also got some knowledge. And so partnering yeah. with them to, you know, help your health, I think is a, is a really powerful way to look at it because, you know, vice versa, uh, there's a lot of people who are trained in the medical professional but uh, are actually scared to go and seek help. Um, exactly. And so, yeah, it's really important to, to do that, which is fantastic and, and what you've been doing is great. Um, and mm. so I, I was a musician for a long time. And uh, I love hearing people's music tastes and whatnot. Um, so do you have any uh, classics that you go back to or do you have anything that you've been listening to recently on your runs and whatnot that, uh, that may be inspiring for other people as well? Um, I probably wouldn't say inspiring for other people. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got a wide range of like at home I listen to 
anything from Tibetan bowls to just water music to, um, you know, Coldplay, Temper Tra- um, Trap and Pink Floyd. Yep. Um, Super Tramp. I'm just I'm going back to my my old school roots of you know growing up. I'm just loving Super Tramp at the moment. But I have got a pod um, a um, a playlist that I just continually go through. Um, I've actually stumbled upon this year a um, an electronic DJ called Big Wild. Oh yeah. Um, his name's Jackson Jackson Stell, I think it is. But it's really groovy, laid back, and it's I don't know. I just I stumbled on it through watching a YouTube channel of someone that inspires me, which is actually Brooke Ent. She's a CrossFitter, and because um, I'm trying to get obviously back into my gym, mm. but I'm I'm going back to a bit of CrossFit, more functional training, you know, more the you know getting the functionality of getting my strength back. So I, I watch her, and she really inspires me. She's crazy fit. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they had some music. And I'm like, what's that song? And it was Big Wild. And yeah, that's, I, I would never have thought I would have liked an electronic DJ, but he's not really electronic. It's more groovy laid back. Oh, but cool. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Big Wild, I've written it down. Yeah. So big, uh, is it uh, W-Y? W- W-I-L-D. Oh, W-I-L-D. Big Wild. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's only got like two EPs out, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just waiting for some more music to drop so I can listen to yeah. that. But um, <laughs> yeah, and there's another one that's called Ixon, I-K-S-O-N. Um, they're just groovy just to, to run to and some of them don't have any words and it's actually obviously because I live in a spectacular part of the world, just having this groovy background music and, listen, you know, watching, you know, the the blue water, the sun and the sand when I'm running, it's just, it puts you in a really good, really good mood mm. and makes me, or makes me appreciate life even more at the moment. So. Oh, that's really awesome. I'll have to but check yeah. them out. Yeah, but anything from that to Metallica, Pearl Jam, System of a Down, yep. to Snow Patrol. <laughs> you know, actually the Snow Patrol song, Life on Earth, it's the new one these that they've released. I love that song. I really, I actually love running to that song. Um, it's a very sad song. It's about the death of his father, but I just, I love it. And um, what's another one that I have? Eminem. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's um, "Lose Yourself." Yep. That's a that's actually an awesome cadence, um, awesome cadence song to actually keep your cadence up, like, actually quite high. So yeah, that's interesting actually because yeah. you know the the cadence for running. Like I remember listening to a lot of podcasts back in the day uh, about what cadence you should be running at, and and, um, and so a lot of people actually recommend listening to drum and bass. Because it's yep. at that like 175, 180, 180 160 yep. sort of BPM. Yep. And so if I'm thinking about um, Lose Yourself, that would probably be like it 140 exactly. or 150 or something. It's actually a little bit. I think it's one, 150, I think it is. But yeah, because okay. um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I downloaded a metronome on my my phone to run. I'm like, oh, that's just like, it's crazy fast. <laughs> yeah. But then like, you know, I'm, I'm also Valerie Hunt from Run RX. Um, I'm, I'm sort of reading stuff that she's um putting out about you know helping you run like your your, your pool and you know, how you use your feet and everything like that and she recommends 180 as well i'm like okay so yeah right. <laughs> so sometimes when i'm running i'm like okay i've got to think of this i've got to think of my pace i've got to think you know, math math training yeah. looking at my watch all the time and i'm like oh my god i'm so stressed just to wait for i'm like no i'm just gonna run yeah, so yeah but i'm trying to um yeah trying to do in little steps just to you know obviously it's for my overall health benefit so yeah but it was I was I was running yesterday going oh my god I've got to think of my cadence and I've got to think of like you know my my foot strike and my heart rate right. <laughs> I'm like, like oh my god yeah, gets and then I then a song comes on I'm like I'm, I'm off with fairies singing to the song and I'm like oh whatever <laughs> <laughs> but you got to think I'm out there running that's the main exactly, thing so exactly. I'm not sitting on the couch eating pop tarts no that's so. exactly right I, I yeah. ju- just on that I I think that um, Valerie by Amy Winehouse might be a uh, a good song to listen to as oh, well Oh, right. uh, that um, might have been a, a plane going over. Sorry. Oh no, that's right. That's right. And and so you, you know, to end the podcast, I usually ask uh, you know a big overarching question. And so for you, you've uh, you've had a lot of experience coming into the ketogenic diet, um, and it, even even though you've been on the ketogenic diet for a relatively short amount of time, you've had a huge amount of success, um, and so. I guess the, the the big question or the big number one tip for someone would be what would you tell yourself um, five years ago 
um, staring down the bar- barrel of all of this mishap that happened in your life um, to, to where you are now? Like, what, what would you sort of go back and say to yourself in that position? <laughs> go ketogenic. <I> <laughs> Yeah, because it was so funny because I was so dead, dead set against it. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, you know, you can't do that. You're going to increase your cholesterol. You're going to die and get fat. And I'm like, oh, but I'm totally eating my words. Yeah. Oh, it's with a lot of with a lot of bacon as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, but yeah. There's a um, there's a guy called Ryan Holiday, uh, and he's written a lot of books. Um, and he has a book that is called The Obstacle Is the Way. Um, and yeah. I, I, you know, may. Uh, that process or that idea may have been the initial cause why you weren't going on the ketogenic diet because you were so against it. But sometimes, you know, I like to think about video games where you're running along as Super Mario or something and you're trying to beat all the turtles and stuff. And uh, if you're moving in a hard direction or if you're moving up against something that is hard, it means you're going in the right direction um, and you're not going backwards in the video game because you've already killed all the bosses and whatnot. (laughs) um, And you don't learn anything. Exactly, yeah. You, you need to do things and you need to, you need to fail mm. or you need to try stuff so you learn. Mm. And obviously, that's probably me because I'm such a nerd with four degrees. I like learning. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, yeah, I like, like, like understanding things and like knowing things and like, yeah, even like I've just done my gym up and I did it all myself. Like I did all the, the plastering and everything and I didn't know how to do it. And I'm like, okay, I can do it. There's no reason why I can't do it myself. So I did all the jib rocking and it's like, because I learned, I, I read, I learned, oh, I watched awesome. YouTube and yes. Yeah, so. That's so good. <laughs> Damn. So. And, and so, um, you, you know, after this podcast, where can people find you? Where can people get in contact with you? Um, and you know, what, 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 what's in the future for you? Um, in the future for me is I have decided that next year I'm going to hopefully, I shouldn't say hopefully, I am, <laughs> be positive, going to do a marathon. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I have looked at the Gold Coast, but it falls, I think, the 6th of July. Yep. Um, and obviously that's in the first week of tax season being an account. That's like yep. my <laughs> So I'm not... Not quite sure if I'm going to make that one. And then the other one was Melbourne because it's in October, but it's cooler. But that's in the end of the tax season. So I'm not quite sure. But I have got my goal of um, doing a marathon. But I want to do another half marathon before before that. So who knows? But that's, that's going ahead for me. And obviously, I'm going to be sticking to my, my keto journey. Um, yep and just working out you know obviously what's best for me i think i've pretty worked out what's what's best for me so i'm just going to continue that and enjoy the health benefits and yeah just enjoy learn read Mm. and share my information with people because i do get asked quite a bit about you know what do i do Mm. but i mean i try not to be i'd rather people go and read and get and understanding themselves rather than me saying, okay, you eat this, 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 because people don't understand. Um, and obviously I, I point them direction of your, um, your resources because they are really, really easily explained. You've done all the work, so you're a, a, a perfect person to actually give a resource, um, you know, provide people with a good resource to go to because your, your resources have got all the information in there. Um, and I, I'd rather people do their own research and understand what it is rather than being spoon-fed something Mm. um and they need to you know have somewhere to go which obviously obviously you've done all that fantastic work with your your books and um your weekly plans that's a perfect place to go to so yeah i i share my information as possibly as much as i possibly can but that's my keto journey it's my learnings it's what's worked for my body um because it's been through hell um and that's what I have learned. Um, but everybody's keto journey is different. What works for me may not work for somebody else. And they have to actually, if they're going to do this as a lifestyle, they have to understand a lot more about mm. it um, and understand their own body. Mm. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people do actually want that quick fix. I mean, obviously, it's it's getting a little bit more popularity at the moment. It's like everyone's you know going on the keto, getting these keto supplements. But it's not the quick fix the quick fix pill um which everybody wants and it is about 
you know, understanding your own body, understanding the nutrition that you are eating and why um, you are doing it and why you are eating certain foods. So, um, yeah, I do like to give out a lot of information and people can obviously just find me on um, Run Renee Run on my Instagram. Um, my Facebook is pretty much for most of my Star Wars stuff. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> so that's just, yeah, I, I tend to be on um yeah, the Instagram as much because um, there's a wealth of a wealth of knowledge out there, and yeah, people do ask me quite a bit, but I tend to give them a basic overview, and then I say, you know, go see this person, go listen to this, and go read that mm. um, because you know, I've, you know, you guys have actually done all the work, you've done all the resources, and that's what you know you want people to utilize that. So it's a perfect place for me to give a basic information say now go read this and go see that because people do want to have those meal plans and your meal plans are great so, oh thanks um well i, I use them all the time oh, still, so. That's so, <laughs> so if i'm if i'm lazy i'm like oh, i want something different yeah so it's, i'll go on it's yeah. funny you say that as well because i just came back from the conference and there was a lot of dietitians talking um and they were saying you know we can create these meal plans and they we can do all this stuff but we actually generally point them to youtube <laughs> to to yep. find you know what works for them and so i was sitting there going Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. awesome. And and you know, you can put your iPad up there and you can cook along exactly, with you. Yeah. So Yeah, it's and, and and the information that you give is actually very handy for people. And they can go back to it as well. So yeah. yeah it's, so it's, and I do it myself. I'm always like, you know, jumping on it and having a look. I'm like, okay, that's how you make it, right? Yeah, so, yeah. And you, you yeah. go back and fast forward and stuff. And yeah, no, it's well, it's yeah. been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast, Renee. I um, I really appreciate you taking out the time and you know, uh, in letting everyone know about your journey because, it, it, as you were saying, you know, everyone's journey is different and everyone's keto is different. Um, and you know, to to be out there and to understand all of the difference um, because when people start they go I don't know where to start I don't know what's right or wrong and the, and the thing is is that there is no right or wrong really um, as, exactly. as long as you're moving in the right direction for you then I think that's the, the best thing so uh, again thanks for coming on the podcast and, and uh, I will be surely talking to you soon over Instagram or Facebook Definitely. or whatever it is and uh, yeah thanks again not a problem I appreciate it Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this podcast, make sure you hit subscribe to be notified next week when the podcast arrives. If you could do one small act of kindness for today, I would greatly appreciate a review from you. It's really easy and it allows me to keep making podcasts just like this one every week just for you. Head on over to fatforweightloss.com.au forward slash podcasts for the latest updates and all the show notes. Until next week.